Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be crossing over with John Miller, the host of the Locked On Mizzou podcast, going to be previewing Kentucky football's matchup with the Missouri Tigers this Saturday, going to be talking about the matchups, the headlines, what we should be expecting heading heading into this game, the over under the spread. We're going to give our final score predictions and more. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Locked On Mizzou host John Miller. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. The terms and conditions apply. And Lance, I tell you, I've been thinking about this football game a lot right before we got on the air here. And I'm curious to hear how you think about it. I kind of want to just look at it from this perspective. I think whoever runs the ball the most effectively is going to win this football game. I think you've got two really good defenses here. And I think whoever is able to make those third down conversions just a little bit shorter, I think that's going to be the difference. How are you looking at this ball game? What matchups are you looking at? Well, I think stylistically, first and foremost, I want to point out that you just look at the numbers, just the just the simple basic numbers, and these two teams are actually pretty similar. Both are averaging right at 23.9 points per game. Both are giving up 311 total yards per game on defense, both very similar in terms of yards passing and yards rushing. I mean, a lot of people want to make a lot about, you know, Kentucky and Will Levis and what they've done so far this year. And I think kind of the perception maybe heading into this game is that Kentucky is just overall a better team, I think, matchup-wise when you look individually at, at different places. But overall, these teams are not very different in the way that they've operated so far this season. I agree with you. I think when you look at the running game uh, for both of these teams, I think it's going to be very important in this matchup. Kentucky's offensive line has been a huge question mark so far this season. They've not been able to run the ball, and even though they got Chris Rodriguez back just a couple of weeks ago, he's been able to play well at times, but that offensive line, it feels like, is holding him back uh, in certain situations. So I think, yeah, I think this is one of those games heading into it just right off the top. Uh, this is one of those where I think pacing and controlling the ball and converting third downs and just being the more physical team is probably going to make this game uh, not necessarily a one-sided affair, uh, but I, I come into this game, John, with a lot of concerns about how Kentucky's operating up front. And so, I, you know, you look at Kentucky, or Missouri, you can tell me a little bit about their backfield here in just a second, but it feels like, um, from a matchup perspective, Missouri should win that battle. What do you think? Well, that's interesting. Now, just to be clear here, you're talking about Missouri with uh, having the ball here offensively? Yes, Okay, so, you know, they went to full-time. They had been sort of going back and forth between running backs. Last week, they really went with Cody Schrader, the, the Truman State transfer, a guy who is, you know, Division three, something like that. A guy who's played pretty well, though, and most importantly, I think, from Drinkwitz's perspective, has held on to the football. But 
my real question with Missouri is offensively is much like yours with Kentucky. They've struggled a, a bit up front on the offensive line as well. I thought Missouri probably had its best rushing output last week of the season overall, uh, just especially in terms of efficiency and just not losing play, not having plays that lose yardage on, on first and second downs and, and just get this type of offense in deep trouble on third and longs, that type of thing. So to me, it's, it's really up in the air if Missouri is going to be able to run the ball against Kentucky. What's interesting about Kentucky and Missouri is both teams are, I believe, you look at just about any advanced statistical category, overall they're top 15 units defensively, but they do it really differently. Missouri plays a lot of man-to-man. They're aggressive. They blitz. Kentucky, meanwhile, much more zone, much more two-safety stuff. And correct me if I'm wrong, more of a 3-3-5 kind of look, you know, three-down linemen, that kind of deal. So to me, what Kentucky does is pre-snap, you think, oh, we should be able to run the ball, but eh, not so fast. Sort of like Kansas State did. Missouri actually really struggled in the running game. Brady Cook couldn't take advantage of scrambles against Kansas State either against that heavy zone concept in the 3-3-5. I don't know. What do you think? How how do you think Missouri matches up against this particular defense? Because I think this Missouri offense is probably going to struggle against Kentucky. Well, both these run defenses for Missouri and Kentucky are both top five units in the SEC. And you talk about stylistically and, and, you know, from an X's and O's standpoint, what they like to do. You're right. Kentucky does like to run that kind of 3-3-5 look, and a lot of it has to do with personnel. They've got three really solid linebackers, and they've got two safeties that they trust in Tyler Agen, uh, Tyrell Agent, excuse me, and Jordan Lovett. They've got a really solid secondary and a really solid linebacking core, and so they've kind of relied on those guys a little bit more than the defensive line, and I'm not sitting here saying that anybody on the defensive line is bad. I'm just saying I think Kentucky's kind of tailored their scheme to kind of, you know, complement some of these different guys skill sets in this second level of the defense so I think from a matchup perspective if you're looking at the way that Missouri you know may want to attack this you're saying that they may struggle sure I think that these teams may struggle against each other but I go back to again I just have so little faith in Kentucky's offensive line that while statistically it may not be an impressive performance on the ground for either of these two teams I still right now give the edge to Missouri And so I think that you have to then ask the question, John, Okay, if maybe both of these teams are having to throw a a little bit because they can't get things done on the ground, which quarterback do you trust more? I want to get your thoughts on this, because over the past two or three weeks, Will Levis has performed terribly. And we saw what he did against Tennessee last week. Three interceptions didn't eclipse 100 yards passing. He's just not been efficient. And part of that has been the offensive line. Part of it has been his own doing. And Brady Cook, six touchdowns, seven interceptions for you guys so far. Uh, I'm not particularly, you know, disappointed in Brady Cook. I think he's got actually one of the best QBRs in the SEC, if I'm not mistaken. What do you think about this quarterback matchup, maybe having to throw against each other a little bit? Well, I think it's interesting because, like you said about Levis, I think he's had a disappointing season. I'd say he's a little bit banged up, I would say, too. It's sort of a bevy of different injuries. I know he's had a bit of a shoulder issue against, I think it was, I, I can't remember the opponent. I was going to say Auburn, but I, he had a a finger get messed up, yep. I believe on his, on his throwing hand even. So, you know, just, just a lot of issues there for Levis so far. My real question is, is actually more 
of a receiver question because I know Josh Ali's gone from last year. Wandale Robinson has moved on to the New York Giants. Does Kentucky have a player that you think can beat Missouri deep at all? Challenge that that secondary because I really like Missouri's corners. I think they've got a couple of different guys that, you know, could potentially test them deep. Barry and Brown and Dane Key are two freshman receivers on the outside for the Wildcats that have been impressive at times this season. Barry and Brown has a 70-yard score on the year. Dane Key had a 55-yarder, I believe, against Florida, where Kentucky at times, you know, they seem kind of skittish to maybe attack downfield with some of these young receivers. Again, Part of it has to do with the offensive line, in my opinion. But yes, I think these two guys, specifically Barry and Brown, he is a speedster. He's a track star, very elite on the outside. I think Kentucky's got the weapons uh, in Barry and Brown and Dane Key to test uh, the, the Tigers secondary. I, I think the question, though, you have to ask is, can they actually get the time to do it? Uh, and right. I don't necessarily know if they're going to be able to. The other receiver I think you need to talk about here for the Wildcats is Tavion Robinson. Uh, he's more of a slot guy, more of a possession guy, probably not going to be stretching the field, uh, but uh, yards after catch uh, yards after catch is something that you really need to keep an eye on with him but he's not somebody that you just go line up on, on a streak or on a post and say all right have at it he's, right. he's more of a possession type of guy I mean you talk about the receivers though in this contest John y'all have got a couple really talented ones as well no we certainly do and, and you know I definitely want to talk about those guys and also I want to talk about the total the betting line coming up for coming up on this program but first speaking of wagers i do tell you i'll tell you Dan, lance excuse me these days every new potential hire can really feel like a wager a big time high stakes wager for your small business well you want to be as close to a hundred percent certain as you can that you have access to the best qualified candidates available well that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs because with simple tools like screening questions they make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with exactly the right skills and experience you need, and you can quickly prioritize exactly who you'd like to interview and hopefully hire. So LinkedIn Jobs, once again, helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. Well, Lance, you mentioned those receivers for Missouri. Obviously, Luther Burden has gotten tons of press the last couple of years or so as one of the highest-ranked high school receivers, big-time hype. And But really, Dominic Lovett, his, well, not teammate, but they went to the same high school. Dominic Lovett has been really, really good. I mean, one, I'd say one of the handful of best receivers in the entire conference. But sort of like sort of like you, Lance, on the other side of the ball, I do have to wonder, with that Kentucky defense, are they going to be able to have time, number one? But number two, even when they do have time, I just worry, again, it, it sort of reminds me of the Kansas State matchup a little bit, sort of a similar defense. And Brady Cook and the entire offense struggled. So that's still in the back of my mind. That's, that's just something that worries me a little bit. Now, when it comes to the total of this ball game, by the way, our friends over at betonline.net, at last check, 40 and a half total. You know, I've been red hot, Lance, going under in Missouri ball games. I think I'm finally going to stay off of that one. I think Vegas has finally caught up to it. But <laughs> do you see this being that low scoring of a game? 
I think it hovers somewhere around there, and we can give our final score predictions in, in, in just a little bit. I think the over is going to hit by a few points. I don't okay. see these teams uh, scoring a combined 41 or less. I, I think that, as we've kind of discussed up until this point, it's not necessarily a... Sure, statistically, I think these defenses are sound, but it's not necessarily like, oh, this is going to be a really, really nice defensive affair. It's just the offenses have some deficiencies that are going to really play into what these two defenses do really, really well. So I think that there will be at times issue scoring, but the over is going to hit, in my opinion. And then you talk about the the spread there. Uh, Bet Online currently has it at one. Uh, some other places have it hovering around that as well. Uh, for Kentucky to only be favored by one point in this game, I think a lot of Wildcats fans were initially shocked by that. ESPN's FPI only gives Kentucky a 51% chance to win this game, so it's literally just a coin flip. As far as vibes go, John, heading into this game, from a Missouri perspective, what's kind of the approach to this? I mean, the Wildcats have won the six out of the last seven games in this series, but this feels winnable, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. And I think, again, it is on the back of that Missouri defense. I just think they've proven that they can hang with just about anybody. You know, like I said, that Kansas State game aside, you know, I mean, they hung in there with Georgia for basically the entire game until the fourth quarter, Georgia found some success, changed some things up on the ground. And, you know, frankly, probably the defense wore down a little bit. So I think if you can just avoid that. I, I think you're looking at a close ball game. I, I, you know, would I favor Kentucky? Well, you know, I'll give you my, again, final segment. I'll give you my final prediction here. But as I'm leaning right now, it is hard not to think that, you know, Mark Stoops just kind of owns the Tigers a little bit. And, you know, here's one thing I'm curious about. That 3-3-5 defense, just that Kentucky defense in general, is there a weak spot in it? And if you were Missouri, how would you go about attacking it? Well, I would say two things just to kind of make you feel a little bit better. You talk about that Kansas State game, a lot of turnovers in that game for you guys. Kentucky, one of the worst teams in not just in the conference, but in the country in terms of creating turnovers. They've just simply not been good. I believe they have eight takeaways on the year so far, which is good for 12th or 13th in the league. Uh, Missouri, uh, Probably not going to be too concerned with Brady Cook throwing a ton of interceptions in this game or a lot of fumbles in this game. I know that y'all have had some fumble issues in some really close games uh, so far this year. And then also, you look at these offensive lines, right? And we talked about the inefficiencies with both of them. But Kentucky's not done a great job at actually getting home and sacking the quarterback. They're 11th in the SEC in sacks per game. I would say if you are going to pick a specific unit on this team, on the defense that maybe has a little bit of cause for concern. Again, I go back to, I think it's got to be the defensive line. Uh, Justin Rogers and Octavius Oxidine is not, they haven't been particularly uh, impressive this year. They've not been bad by no means, but they've just not done uh, as much as maybe some, some fans would have liked them to. And again, pressure creating turnovers. It's not their strong suit. I think Missouri should be able to op operate comfortably from that standpoint. Now, again, it's going to be, I think, a little bit difficult for both these teams to move the ball at times, but there's not going to be a fear, I think, in the back of Missouri's mind that all of a sudden Kentucky's going to turn it up to 11 and they're going to be able to get home consistently. So, yeah, I think the defensive line and then just understanding that not a lot of havoc on the Kentucky side so far this season. Well, that is encouraging from a Missouri fan's perspective, but you know what? 
Lance, I think we should make our final predictions. But first, I do want to tell you about betonline.net. Of course, as Lance said, Tigers one-point underdogs currently. Basically a pick em. Lance thinks the total's going to go over. To me, that's just a stay away. I, I got I to gotta end my streak of picking Missouri to go under. Successfully, I might add, for basically every game this season. Hey, all good things come to an end. But you know what? Whether you're into college football Maybe NBA basketball's your thing. Heck, the World Series is going, hockey's going, golf, mixed martial arts. The Paul brothers are probably fighting somebody at some point. The point is, they've got you all covered over at betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, it's prediction time, and being the generous host that I am, I'm going to let Lance go first and, and give his prediction on this Missouri-Kentucky game. Lance, what do you think? Well, first of all, I just want to say that, uh, you know, you look at the series history, not a whole lot of history between these two teams. They've only played, what, 12 games uh, so far uh, in, in their history. Kentucky's kind of dominated the series uh, recently. Again, like I mentioned, six out of the last seven. This feels like one of those games where Kentucky desperately needs to get right. They've got the pieces to do it, it's just, can they actually go out there and execute against an opponent that they've consistently beaten for years now? I have a really hard time with this game, John. I do not have a good feeling about it. Ever since that South Carolina game, I've just kind of been, you know, really, really nervous about every contest that Kentucky's gone into. I have a hard time picking the Wildcats to win this game, but I'm going to, and I'm going to pick it close. I think 24-21 will be the final score in this game in favor of the Wildcats. While special teams have been a massive concern for the Wildcats so far this season, I think they are going to finally clean up a couple different things in this game, actually maybe make a field goal or an extra point, which sounds insane to some Kentucky fans, but I believe it's actually going to happen. <laughs> maybe get some of these receivers on the outside going at different times against Missouri's defense. Look, it's going to be a back-and-forth affair. I think it's going to be close, but I think Kentucky and Mark Stoops they're going to find a way to coach themselves out of this one, despite some of the inefic inefficiencies on the offensive line. Will Levis, does he have maybe a get-right game? I don't necessarily think so. Statistically, I don't think he's going to be crazy impressive on this day, but he will be one of the reasons that Kentucky is, at the end of the day, able to pick up the dub. You know, I, I went into this episode planning on picking Kentucky, I have to admit, but after talking to you, Lance, and getting maybe a little bit more information on that defense, I think I'm going to go with Missouri here, winning 16-10 to 10 in a really low-scoring ball game where each team gets one offensive touchdown. The Tigers, on the back of Harrison Mevis, who's been a little bit shaky from short yardage, well, he hits three 50-yard field goals. The Tigers win it, and nobody's exactly going home and saying that was the prettiest football game I've ever seen in my life. But I just think that Missouri matches up really well defensively with what Kentucky is trying to do offensively. To me, if the, if they're going to win, if, the, if Kentucky's going to win, I think they're going to need to get, let's say, five yards of carry from Chris Rodriguez. If they can run the ball that effectively, I think the Wildcats will win. The problem, I think, for Kentucky is Missouri is going to commit a lot of guys to the box, and I just I have confidence in Chris Abrams' drain and Ennis Rakestraw on the outside that they're going to make those receivers' lives difficult, at least difficult enough that 
they hold them down to say 10 points, 13 points, something like that. That's just the feeling I've had this whole time. To me, it's just a question of does the Missouri offense do enough? And, and for some reason, I think with probably a good Missouri crowd behind it, I think they do just enough to win. And I definitely think that there's a, that's a fair stance to take into this game because, look, Kentucky's kind of lost their momentum. Early in this season, people were really excited about the Wildcats. They were a top-10 team at some point. They've lost three out of their last four. They've had injuries. They've had fall-aparts on special teams. This is a game where Kentucky could absolutely go out there and just lay another egg. And so I think you're just looking to Will Levis, looking to Chris Rodriguez, looking to Mark Stoops and just saying, hey, go out there and see if you can actually execute but it's going to be tough. I agree with you. I think Missouri's defense has been impressive uh, up until this point. And so it's just whether or not Kentucky is able to go out there and do what they were doing earlier this year. And I think it's definitely fair to say that that's not going to happen. Yeah. And just to be clear, that's just kind of my gut prediction right now. This is a real toss up game to me. I, like you say, mm -hmm. I think these are really similar teams statistically, even though defensively it's a, it looks a lot different just in terms of style and scheme and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I just have a weird feeling that at the home field will make a difference here. If it was in Lexington, I, I certainly would pick Kentucky. I, I think that's how close this ball game is. I really think the fans can make that kind of a difference, especially in a, in a low scoring sort of slug at slug it out type game like this. Yeah, absolutely. And something else you have to also keep in mind, 11 a.m. kick. Uh, or, or 12 Eastern time for some of us here in Lexington. So, yeah, it's definitely something you got to keep an eye on as well. Yep. Well, Lance, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, John. All right, that was our conversation with John Miller of Locked On Mizzou. Really appreciate him spending some time to talk with us about this game. If you've got a final score prediction and you want to tell me about it, leave it in the YouTube comments below. Or if you're listening on podcast, you can hit me on the socials at Locked On UK on Twitter. On tomorrow's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be breaking down Kentucky basketball's second exhibition game. Going to be giving our thoughts on the two exhibition games as a whole. Going to be talking about what we should be expecting for the upcoming season with Sheebway back. Damian Collins, thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family after he lost his father the other day. Really, really sad news. Really hope he's able to recover from it. For that to happen right before the beginning of the season it's really, really tough. Just thoughts and prayers for him, man, and thoughts and prayers for his family. It's a really, really, really tough time for that to happen ever, uh, but really difficult specifically right here before the beginning of the season for him and his mental health. I'm just, my heart breaks for him, man. Really, really, really hate that for him, and we will continue to support him and encourage him throughout the, his entire Wildcat career and beyond. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show over on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns about the Wildcats, leave them in the YouTube comments below or hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.